everyone and welcome back to The Wooden Spoon. So it's Jade here and we have got a very exciting episode for you today. We've actually had a pretty exciting week. We, we've been recording some more podcast episodes but it's quite rare because for the first time ever we've actually been allowed to tell people that we're recording, recording podcasts. Um, just because every other time we've been recording it's been a secret secret project and we've been like oh we can't we can't tell you what's going on so yeah it's been quite nice owning that on social media today today's episode we are delving into the realm of extracurricular activities um and that just kind of means anything that you're choosing to do for yourself that is kind of away from schoolwork or academic work or or work from your job um and i think so often we we can only define our success in in those things in in the academic realm or the work realm when so often i think success can come from how we choose to spend our free time so yeah we're just going to discuss that a little bit more today we're going to discuss um what what busy means and why we so often say that we that we don't have enough time to take on more things but we're also going to touch on taking on too much and being one of those hectic humans with with a timetable schedule for every day and and trying to trying to save the world while, while doing a degree and yep we're, we're gonna dive into it all so yeah i really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you get something useful out of it um i also just want to say that this episode is so kindly sponsored by voucher codes so i'm gonna tell you a bit more about that now <laughs> Everyone. So we are so excited to say that this week's episode is kindly sponsored or by... Or do you mean Spoonsed? Oh, is. I do mean Spoonsed. Thank you, Eve. <laughs> so this week's episode is very kindly Spoonsed by Voucher Codes. And if you don't know what Voucher Codes is, they are an incredible platform for discounts. But especially they do some amazing student discounts, which is something that I really miss <laughs> now that I am a gap year student, a student of life. Um, soon. You'll be back soon. soon. I'm sorry I don't know why we're really pushing that today (laughs) but I'm here for it (laughs) yeah student discounts are just great because whatever you might need whether it's some fashion bits or some tech or travel items yeah I mean we all love saving money so usually it's things that you are buying anyway and you just get a little discount on top of it yeah exactly you just like just log on to voucher codes Mm -hmm. just search up the brand and then you'll you've just got a code to to put in i think ruby is low-key an avid online shopper and we're starting (laughs) to realize in this session that she's shops online a lot more than we think (laughs) oh ruby i've got an offer for you (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm ready i'm ready here with my notepad (laughs) so um vc students have the most incredible offer which is called fomo friday and And at 11am every Friday with VC students, um, if you spend a certain amount at a store, you get a voucher to spend elsewhere. And Ruby, the one this week is really going to get you. Are you ready? So if you spend just £5 at Bowdoin... (gasps) Bowdoin. Okay, that's a good one. (laughs) Then you get a free £20 Pizza Express voucher. That so, is amazing. I'm going to have to try and use that. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but the vouchers do go fast, so you've got to be very quick. 11am every Friday, 
FOMO Friday. Be on it. I might beat you to it, Ruby. See you there. Oh, no. <laughs> Get your laptop ready. Bring it on. So if you want to beat Ruby Granger to it, then what you've got to do, guys, is search up VC students or click the link in the description of this podcast episode, type in your email, and they are going to email you straight away when this deal goes live each week. So get, That's incredible. I know. I needed this in my life for a while. There you go. So get on it and start getting those discounts. Okay, and now let's get on to the episode. Hey everyone, um, welcome back to The Wooden Spoon. So today I'm here with some very exciting people as always. Hello, it's Eve again. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jack again. <laughs> I'm Ruby again. <laughs> and I'm Jade again. <laughs> the Fab Four. The Fab Four again. That. Yeah. So I'm currently just sat here watching Jack eat a strawberry lace. And I timed I- that terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise you were about to start. <laughs> yeah, um, but I guess we're just going to dive straight into today's episode. Are you guys feeling ready? I'm feeling yes. very prepared and ready. Amazing. We can do this. I have finished my strawberry lace and I'm okay. raring to go. You don't need to turn off your mic. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I say prepared and ready, I just mean I've eaten so many snacks that I can't really move Physically my body. Move, yeah. So I'm kind of ready to talk. <laughs> Amazing. Well, okay. So today we are actually talking about extracurricular activities and how you choose to spend your free time. And I guess success is often associated with how many hours you spend revising or like grades or classroom activities if you're at school or productivity at work and I think we so often discount like how we spend our free time as part of that definition of success. I think I think there are so many pros to like extracurricular activities whether it's like developing people skills or time management and I guess today we're just gonna explore that a bit more. So you guys, like throughout school and uni, did you guys engage in a lot of extracurricular activities? Does anyone want to start or do I have to go straight in with hip hop? Oh, oh, I'm now I'm too intrigued to even interrupt you. I really just want an excuse to talk about hip hop, which is actually (laughs) why I agreed to do this podcast with everyone. So in my third year at university, I decided enough was enough and I was going to leave the library. Um, And I signed, I went to the Freshers' Fair again in my third year. And I thought, what can I do that I know I will enjoy, but is super out of my comfort zone? And I signed up to hip hop and I did it for a year and it was the best year. What is hip hop? Okay, so hip hop is actually an art, Jack. So well, show course. it some respect. I, I wish you could demonstrate. Apologize. <laughs> yeah, I, I need wish. Video here. This is when yeah. we need YouTube because actually, no, I don't want any of this going on YouTube. <laughs> um, but hip-hop is basically just like dancing to rap music love it and hip-hop music obviously yeah um which is i'm sure something you probably can't imagine me doing something i do anyway and just hadn't acknowledged was a real thing (laughs) well most people do it after a few drinks okay and we were dancing sober in the student union okay so that was a new thing (laughs) but that is definitely like an example of an extracurricular activity that i did purely for like happiness and because I knew that I was going to have the time of my life, even though I probably look like a spider on roller skates. <laughs> That's a Harry Potter image there. Right? That's exactly Literally, what I was thinking. Um, yeah. Ron's boggart turns into the spider with roller skates. Ruby Granger um, with the top trumps. Exactly. What, what can I say <laughs> to bring everything back to Harry Potter? Um, I actually did join the Harry Potter Society. Yes. When no way! I went, How was that? 
but I'm loving it. So uh, <laughs> we even had a Yule Ball, so oh, wow. it, the events are pretty cool. Did you um, have to do ballroom dancing there as well? No, it was more dancing to, you know, the Weird Sisters, dancing the <laughs> Um But, um, I mean... I really like the fact that even though it's not something really, really academic, um, I mean, part of me felt quite bad signing up for Harry Potter Society and then going to all of the events because I thought, well, this isn't academic. This isn't oh. this isn't me being really academic, using my time super productively. But it's such good fun, and I think that's yeah, yeah. that's so important for you to find something like Eve you were saying about mm-hmm. hip-hop and I think happiness is productive I think if, yeah. if you've got like yeah. an hour in your day where you can like get a total brain break from everything and like go to the Harry Potter Society or go to I don't know the candle making society that <laughs> should be a thing by the oh way Let's set it up right but now. Like, <laughs> that is like potentially an hour where you can totally reset and then if you want to go home and pre- be productive you're probably in a better mindset you're more likely to, to do it and yeah. I think university for me was the best place to find that because we have, I go to Durham University and we have the most bonkers societies. There's like, there's a Colin Firth Appreciation Society. There's like a Quidditch Society linking back to Harry Potter. I'm actually the social sec of Hummus Society. Oh which my is just goodness. A whole society um, that just preaches chickpeas and love. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Please show us your tattoo. I, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to start that rumor. But, but yeah, I think that it's nice to just have some things where you can completely unwind, especially in that, pressure cooker environment where it can sometimes be completely intoxicating where it's university is all you can think about Mm. and especially because for me I found that being in that situation where I'd moved out from home and I was living in halls of residence I never left university even when you come home from your lectures and from your tutorials you're still at university you're still in your halls of residence you're still in your uni house you never leave so I think it's nice to have something where you can completely unwind um and not have to think of anything academic at all and eat hummus and eat hummus which is a win-win in my opinion (laughs) for me it was always volunteering was like my favorite extracurricular yeah so i've been volunteering for three years um for this wonderful charity sports able and i basically go and help disabled kids learn to swim and i literally like i can i can swim but i'm not a good swimmer (laughs) and it's just so rewarding knowing that you're spending your time like helping people like yeah. it was just so nice it was so away from anything to do with school it was away from anything academic i had i had my volunteering friends and you know it's so different from school friends as yeah. well suddenly feeling very guilty for just spending all my time eating hummus while you're like chasing snitches and- <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is that extracurricular activity is so multifaceted and there are so many different things that you can do and also you can do lots of things at the same time or you can be involved in lots of different things have your fingers in many pies I think is the saying and I wish I hadn't said and it also, but I did. Jade you bring up like a really good point because extracurricular like one of the main questions that I got asked as kind of like a study tuber which is what I do is like my thing on the internet um snap. it's like snap, everyone else in this room does as well but one of the main things that I get asked is like, how do you make friends that you need? Like, what are some like really good ways to make friends? And I am definitely not the queen of being able to tell people how to make friends. <laughs> but what I can definitely say is that one thing that really helped me was kind of investing time in a lot of different friendship groups um, that were totally separate from each other. So when I was at uni, I know that I had you know, my friends that I did my dance with and then my friends who are on my law course and my friends who I lived with. And to have different pockets of friendship groups is actually 
um, really powerful and a really dynamic support system to have. So even if you do an extracurricular, just to gain those extra friends and those group of people around you, it's so valuable. Do you know what? I think there are so many things that you can gain from doing extracurricular activities. Would you say there are things that you've like learned that you couldn't even learn in a classroom? Like just different skills you've developed, which you just couldn't learn at school, just purely in an academic setting. Well, I wouldn't say um, in an academic setting necessarily, but Mm. um, one thing that I learned through extracurriculars at school was being able to communicate with people of lots of different ages. So um, I really loved to, for example, the book club that I did, it was year sevens through to year tens. And so I was speaking with the year sevens and eights as well as the year tens. And I felt as a year nine, I'm actually able to learn to socialize with people who aren't the exact same age as me which is important so and school can be so segregating between year groups i don't know if you guys found that but i was always so terrified of the older years and then i would never speak to the young years either so it's cool that with things like clubs you're introduced to other people and not in the setting of like you are a year eight you are like a first year at uni you're a third year you just kind of all are there like able to speak to each other well yeah because it's so much more similar to real life (laughs) and you know, your academic year group isn't a real microcosm of what the reality will be when you leave school. So you are in contact. I remember going into my first part-time job and I was, there was a woman who worked there who was 60 and then I was 16. And I think that was really nice because we'd sit and have lunch together. Like every, whenever we worked shifts together, we'd always, yeah, we'd sit and have our lunch together. And it was so nice. And I learned so much from just listening to her speak. I was like, please impart every bit of wisdom you have. You are fantastic. (laughs) Um, But one thing I kind of gained from extracurricular stuff is this year I a lot of my friends were running a mixed lacrosse society and I had never played mixed lacrosse I didn't even know the rules I didn't know anything about it no, really. I don't even know anything it's, about it yeah, once, right I didn't I couldn't even tell you what the stick looked like before I participated in it but this year I just decided you know what since my friends are running it I'm going to give it a go and we all started from scratch and we all learned how to play and we have so much fun doing it and I think what it taught me is that you, you are never too old to learn something new. And I feel like, mm. be, especially given the context of university, you've spent so long honing your craft in the sense that I do an English literature degree. I, I've, we do literacy in reception and you, and you build it up. And so you're kind of, by the time you're doing a degree in it, you're quite like, you, you kind of know your stuff a little bit, I, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, I think you're never too old to start something fresh and start something new and to mm-hmm. test yourself and challenge yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My, um... Slight tangent, I'll admit, <laughs> but my granddad just started yoga, and he's eighty-two. But that is extracurricular, isn't it? In, in so a way, that's truly proving your point. Yeah. Like you yeah. can start something at any age. You just need to kind of throw yourself at it with everything and not feel embarrassed and really get stuck in. But and likewise, my grandmother. I remember when she came home one time and she told us that she she'd um been she joined a darts team, and we were like. <laughs> cool so she goes to the pub with her friends and they play darts and they're great at it there's you know and and it's something that I would never have guessed that she would do and she's so good at it and it gives her so much happiness and I think that that's what's important and Mm. I think it's very easy when we talk about extracurricular to instantly think curriculum and associate that with school but I think realistically in like the curriculum of your life we talk about you know you do school yeah god that got deep you do school um, then you're, you're going to work and then that's kind of, that's your, your natural path. But it doesn't mean you have to stop learning new things and learning new skills and picking up new hobbies along the way. Something that I think I've learnt 
from doing extracurriculars is just how to talk to people. Because Mm. I think I've always been so academic and so in the classroom, my head in the books, all these, you know, skills which aren't so much life skills, are so valuable to school, but they weren't, you know, kind of outside of school. And the first kind of extracurricular thing I did, like, I've never been very sporty. Sport was never really, <laughs> never really my thing. Um, but I just started volunteering at my stables. So I used to um, help all the kids from nine till five every Saturday. You know, I would, I would go around and I was almost given this position of leadership and I would have to lead, lead the hacks, lead the horses out and stuff. And as a little 13 year old, 14 year old, I learned all these skills of how to talk to people. And that was just something that I never got from the classroom situation. So I think extracurriculars are just great to Mm. just grow as a person and like get out of your comfort zone a bit. And I think another thing with extracurriculars is that there are like almost, there are opportunities for you to really push yourself within extracurriculars as well because you have societies at university and I know you guys all took up like head girl, head boy positions at school mm-hmm. and they're opportunities inside one of your extracurriculars to learn like really important management, leadership, time management mm. skills and they're not skills you can really get anywhere else. Like even when you yeah. think about the classroom, you you can't recreate i'm sure all of you have stories that you just think where on earth would i learn how to i don't know organize a prom at the last minute that's how i imagine <laughs> I, I was never head girl, so that's how i imagine head girl to be but i know it's not um but yeah you gain all of these skills that you would never get anywhere else and in that sense it's actually their importance goes beyond okay yeah they make you happy but also they make you a more rounded person as well i think it's because you're learning from experience as well it's a lot more Mm. practical uh even in the more academic extracurriculars like debating you're actually learning through trying it and being active in your Mm -hmm. learning which isn't necessarily what um classroom learning is is focused on i like how you said that because it's like just because it's extracurricular, it doesn't mean that you're not learning and it doesn't mean that yeah. you're not bettering yourself. I think mm. you you learn in so many capacities and it's so easy to write it off as like, oh, you're just playing football or, oh, you know, you're, you're just learning how to play piano, but it, it, it is still learning. And that's the key word is that you are continuing to learn in every aspect of your life. And learning is not just academic. It's not just maths and English. It's so it much more than that. It doesn't end 18. Yeah. So why do you think it is then that like in schools it's only ever like the academic stuff that's pushed, you know, like it's always, if you feel like your time is squeezed, it's always get rid of an extracurricular straight away. You know, it's like never, the focus is always on the grades, even though I suppose like from this conversation, there's so much that you can learn outside of just like studying. Without telling someone else's story, I had um, one of my best friends growing up was so incredibly great at football and um, that that was his thing. That was what he was obsessed with. And I, I, I've been there so many times where people told him that's not a career. That's not, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Like, and a- academia wasn't his thing. He didn't love being in school. He didn't love lessons and stuff. He's now doing a scholarship in Chicago playing football. And I think that's wow, so cool that's because it's the thing that everyone told him, you know, won't get you anywhere. And he's doing incredible things. And I think I, I find that so inspiring that you can constantly be, kind of beaten down sometimes about the things that you are passionate about outside of the classroom um, because they're not seen as 
as worthy for some reason. And, and they are. That's what we were talking about in the um, episode about failure. Yeah. You know, it's um, not just... It, it, it's those things that make you different, which can then actually go on to be the most important thing. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. the things that people say are your, you know, are, are your weakness because you're not as academic. Okay, so maybe in school that isn't... That's not your greatest strength, but the fact that you are so good at something else mm. can get you so far. And, you know, I think that's just as valuable and we need to start seeing it like that it's almost more impressive i think to be like really good at like an extracurricular that isn't to do with your educational with school like everyone goes to school but if you have managed to like dedicate time and you've been super resilient and diligent with your commitment to an extracurricular and that's then taking you to a career or some kind of reward that's really really impressive yeah, in my opinion I, yeah I definitely agree that they should be held in the same regard that yeah. sporting achievements are just as impressive as academic commitments or getting a grade in an, uh, playing a musical instrument is just as impressive but you know there, there are loads of things and it extends beyond the typical ones because I think also we have to consider that other people's uh, extracurricular things are like gaming or are uh, that you know something else that isn't maybe hip-hop. what we would or, or YouTube or, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or even YouTube you know and and everyone has these things that they focus their time on and I think the best compliment you could ever receive is on something that you do extra you're something you're passionate yeah. about yeah. yeah something that you have invested loads and loads of time into so in this room we all have YouTube channels which are completely extracurricular and we run them ourselves and if someone says to me that they really enjoyed a video that I made or that they really liked the way I edited something. That means so much does, to me yeah. because it's something that I know that I slave away at and I'm, and I'm constantly improving and maybe other people don't notice that as much, but I know that I worked really hard and I put all the hours in. And so when someone says, mm-hmm. you know, you smashed that, yeah. you're kind of like, yeah. it's, it's, it, you really appreciate it. It's almost more rewarding because it's something you've actually truly done for yourself. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I know university, you are also doing it for yourself, but there are lots of other reasons why you might be going to university. For example, everyone in your year group going to university so you go to university Mm. or it being the expected norm that you go into higher education yeah but if you do something truly for yourself because you enjoy it and it's your passion whether it's football or youtube whatever and then you're successful and people recognize that that is like the the best feeling in the world yeah Yeah, we are sisters doing it for themselves (laughs) (laughs) i guess james charles is quite So even though there's this kind of like pressure to be well-rounded, I think it's so easy to still take on way too much and like stretch your time so thin and have all these extracurricular activities outside of what you want to do. And and sometimes it can just induce a lot more stress. And um, I actually have this statistic. And um, yeah, it was uh, done in American schools and the kids that had 17 or more hours per week of extracurricular activities showed a massive decrease in academic performance. Even though in general, it was the kids who had extracurricular activities who would perform better academically. So it was kind of when you went over this limit of 17 hours or more in the whole week, that was where academic performance seemed to decrease. Mm. So I suppose that is almost statistically where it seems to be like, too much you know taking on too much yeah have you guys ever felt like you've been stretched so thin i definitely have and it was in my second year of university which i'm currently in now but i i 
started this year with the mentality of I am not doing enough and I need to get more involved and everyone else is doing all these amazing things, why aren't I? Um, and so I signed up to, I made a list of all the things that I wanted to do or could do or could try to do and I signed up to all of them. Oh, wow. and, <laughs> and, which, you know, it was free to do so, so it wasn't a massive like financial risk or anything like that, but the risk that I didn't realise I was taking was one on my own mental health and my own, you know, journey at university because I ended up, I signed up to learn, to I signed up to start playing mixed lacrosse, like I mentioned, but I, I was also training for a 10k run with my running club. Um, I was also, I, I agreed to write a panto. Um, I was running, um, so we have a charity fashion show, which I'm doing all the PR and marketing for. And like there are uh, charity committees and are stuff. Are you trying I'm... to flex on us right no, now? No, but I'm just saying, I signed up to all of You're these just things and yes, it, was, it was impossible. Yeah. And in the end I had to, I, I couldn't do it. And so I'd signed up to all these things and I, I signed up to write this panto, right? And, and, I, and I couldn't finish it because I was doing so many other things. Um, also alongside my academia and doing YouTube as kind of a job as well, it was, it became too much and I had to drop out of that. And to me that is a failure. But in order for me to succeed, Further on, I did have to drop out of that, and, and it was embarrassing. I found it so embarrassing, and people weren't happy because there were people relying on me. And, you know, and even now I still feel bad about it because, but it's, and it is my own fault because I, I spread myself too thin and I, and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't even know what the lesson is there. I think that. But then, do you think that's failure if you recognized that you almost took on too much and you knew that you had to See, this is interesting because I think that in a year's time when I get my grade back maybe from this year I'll yeah. I'll be like well or at the end of next term when I'm when I have a bit more time I think I'll be like Glad that was that the right you, thing to yeah. do and and mm-hmm. it was a success that I chose to do that but right now it doesn't feel like that um and you know I think there will always be moments like that no matter what you do and um always time is the greatest healer without going off yeah. you know <laughs> so one true. of those I feel like that should be pasted on top of a waterfall background or something <laughs> and posted on Facebook but you know I just I think you know I think it's so much easier to look back on things and be like okay yeah that thing that I once considered was a failure was a success um I don't know I think that we have to look after ourselves and it's it's all well and good us saying get involved in everything you can and say yes to everything which was was my mentality and now I would amend that to say yes to everything within reason and within your capabilities. Like recognize the boundary that there is. Yeah, recognize that you're a human being and you can't physically do everything. Yeah. Cause I was, I had to miss one thing to do something else and I was missing mm. something else to do this. And I was always half there. And so I was doing okay at everything rather than doing well at a few things. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Few. It yeah. can also be the same sense of being completely overwhelmed by an extracurricular activity not because oh my god i said activity activity (laughs) um not necessarily by the number that you take on but by the one you take on and the depth that it then goes to um just to use a personal experience so in my second year which was actually the same time as you're describing now, yeah. I think things hit hard in second year of uni. <laughs> I think it's because you get almost to the halfway point and that's almost a panic of like, I need to do everything now because my time process. is limited. Yeah, literally. So in my in my second year, I took on the role as the vice president of my law society and it was a, just an all committing role. And from the September to the December of my second year, I essentially didn't really attend any lectures and maybe 20% of my tutorials um, and I was doing 
five to six nights a week of events. It was the most crazy thing ever. And honestly, it's the closest I've come to, to like a mental breakdown. I'd say like the November of my first term, I had to like fully go home and like take a brain break and like shut off all my electronics and no one could contact me. (laughs) And that's an example. And then after that term, it was fine. And I could catch up on all my schoolwork. Like (laughs) I wasn't failing, it was okay. But that's an example of, you can just commit to one extracurricular and get yourself in way too deep. So I think the thing about extracurriculars, if you definitely want to do them in a way that's super rewarding, because that was so rewarding to me and I had the best term ever and it was so incredible, know what you're getting yourself into. And if you know what you're getting yourself into, you can take steps beforehand. Like I could have taken a lot of steps to make sure I was like notifying my tutors, notifying people, that I'd be less contactable during this certain time. And it it would allow me to manage my time a lot better because it is rewarding and you should take the most opportunities you can. But equally, as Jack was saying, (laughs) not do it. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. It's striking a balance. It's a trial and error thing as well. You don't know until the water is up to your nose. And then you're like... I need to swim sure. I need to breathe now. <laughs> use a very weird it can analogy. It's so dangerous, especially when um, I think what I found in year 13 was that I almost felt this expectation that I had to be doing just something every single lunch break. I completely agree. I think year 13 for me, maybe it was something about being head girl mm-hmm. and having that responsibility and therefore feeling like you should take on even more and more and more. And for me, I chose to start my YouTube channel at almost the peak of my A-levels, which was, you know, not the best decision. (laughs) Well, it kind of was, you know, I'm happy sat here right now. But um, at the time, I I started getting up at 5am so that I could run this YouTube channel before school, then come home and do all my schoolwork and during the day do all my head girl work in the evening yeah. do my volunteering and <laughs> and you know I just kind of became this superhuman doing all this extracurricular stuff and I think I realized very soon that it was too much and I think it's just learning to scale back but... I've got an interesting question mm. mainly targeted at um Ruby and Jade but Jack you can chip in if you want oh thanks <laughs> um which is that you guys film a so Ruby and Jade have amazing YouTube channels. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen their YouTube channels, they Check have out. great YouTube channels. And the main form of content on their channels is you filming yourselves working. Yes. And if yeah. you therefore class YouTube as an extracurricular, even when you're working, you're still having to do YouTube. And I've definitely been of the yeah. person where I've been like, I just want to write an essay. Like I don't even want to have the pressure of filming it as well. Yeah. So have you ever found it hard to be doing something like filming and then also be having to do your schoolwork as well? Just as kind of like, how do you... Because they're technically academic they're kind and of extracurricular at the same yeah. time. So I don't In know. In a way, it was nice because it was, it was probably the only way I could balance it was mm-hmm. that the extracurricular was part of my life in that I shared that life as my extracurricular if that makes Mm. any sense so I would be doing the studying and then also filming it so you know that was part of my YouTube experience and then you didn't have to worry about having to film you know a sit down video that week because you have a study with me put together yeah that's true actually yeah Um, So just to take the conversation in a slightly different direction I bet some people listening to this right now 
might, you know, not do any extracurriculars that they can think of. You know, they might not be doing any sports and, you know, that's absolutely okay. But I kind of just want to raise the point of why don't we join more extracurriculars? Like, why is it that we don't dive straight in? Like, I had a conversation with my with my younger brother. He's 15. I had a chat with him about this this morning. And for him, it was straight up just fear of meeting new people he was terrified of just putting himself out there and kind of that fear of judgment Mm. um i think i i mean one thing that i found starting new clubs and stuff is such it's it's the easiest conversation ever if you're new because all you have to say is hi i'm so and so they they they're like in in their head they're thinking oh who's that guy who what you know and so as soon as you introduce yourself they're like okay cool that's his name and they and they want to learn more about you because that's a natural human instinct to, as soon as you see or meet a new person to learn about them so I think that I don't know I, I was w- worried about um, embarrassment in the, te- in the sense of I was worried about starting new things and other people being better than me at them and then finding that awkward or thinking they were like laughing at me not with me kind of thing and and that was the biggest hurdle for me to get over um, and so when so this year when I started doing more kind of societies and clubs and stuff because I, I didn't get involved in anything really in my first year and it was my biggest regret of first year. And I had a great time, but I was just like, you know, if I could change one thing, yeah. I would get more involved. Um, and so that's what I tried to do this year. And honestly, it was not like I expected at all. As everyone, Everyone's just there to have fun. And that's the thing is that no one's going to judge you, you know, because you're trying, I, in my opinion, I think that's... And know. so many people are in the same boat. So even if you yeah. think you're, go- you're going in and you think, oh yeah, everyone's going to be so much better. Um, I mean, I actually started ballet this term at... Uh, university because I always wanted to I'm not very good that's the point (laughs) I imagine you'd be so graceful Ruby I can see you being very good at ballet Ruby Swan Lake not genuinely I'm not but she's got pointed toes as we speak (laughs) (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I used to actually get told off for that in swimming because I always have my my toes pointed when I shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) um but my point is that when, when I, I showed up and I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be the most awkwardly embarrassing thing ever because everyone literally owned ballet shoes. So <laughs> wow. I came in and then this other girl walked in after me and she had never done ballet either. And we both were able to be in the same boat. I think you're, you're, you are going to find someone who is in the same boat as you coming mm-hmm. to a club. And if you find someone to go with, then well, so it's so you're, better. Because you are branded the, as a beginner, no one no one is expecting you to... Yeah. I don't know any ballet terms, so I'm not going to try and, <laughs> to try and put these in here. Hey, but, look at that. Yeah, um, pirouette? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. No one's expecting you to do Arrowette. that perfectly. No one, no, no one is first expecting time. you to do everything perfectly first time. So, you know. And the other thing is, as well, is if you join a club because that's where your interest lies, you're only going to meet people with the same interest. For example, if you love chess you could be like a master chess person and you go to a chess club, you're just going to find other people with exactly the same interests as you. So the conversation is going to be 10 times easier than if it was just a person on the street. Oh God, if in doubt, talk about the thing that you're doing. And if if you're new, if you're the only person who's a Mm. beginner, ask them about their experience doing it. How did they begin? You know, do they have any tips? Because they're definitely going to want to share them with you. So I think that's, that is the easiest conversation start you could ever have because it's set up for you. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I always hear in like resistance to to joining more things is the classic I don't have time. 
you know? I yeah. think it's so easy when you've got so much going on at uni, so much going on at school, so much going on at work, to just say that you don't have time. You're already feeling pushed as it is, you know, the thought of, what, spending an hour, like, going to play some sport, just, what, for fun? Like, it just <laughs> seems so, yeah, so redundant. Um, what, what do you guys think about that? Such a bad way of looking at it, as we were saying, you know? Yeah. It's saying, oh, it's a waste of time because it's not directly related to, for example, you know, a university application or it's not going to help me to get this grade. And then, I know we were saying about it before, but um, saying that they can't be on equal par then because mm. success equals what you do in school. Success equals what's imposed by the institution. A revelation I had recently was I went to Australia recently and it turns out they work in a very different time zone. And uh, when I came back to the UK, I had awful jet lag, which meant that I was waking up very early in the morning. And uh, to give some context, I normally wake up at like 10 a.m., which probably will shock a lot of people in this room um, because I'm like a huge night owl. I'm up to like 1 or or 2 a.m. every day. And um, I suddenly had all these hours in the morning. And you're like, wow, I'm 21 and I'm like oh my God, I have missed 21 years of not using the first three hours of my day. I was actually like horrified at myself, <laughs> like all the things I could have been doing. So it is so easy. And trust me, I'm the number one excuse maker when it comes to like, oh, I don't really have time. Making time is easier than it sounds. Even if that means getting up an hour earlier or if it means going to bed an hour later, like if you're passionate about wanting to get involved, you can definitely make time for it. The word that I've been trying to eliminate from my vocabulary is busy because I got to this mm. point where so many people, like people would ask me, oh, how, how are you doing? And I'd be, and the first word that would come to mind would be like, oh, I'm good, but it's just so busy. Yeah. And it was all busy would always be in that first sentence I'd say. It almost to, I almost feel like we've, we're part of this culture now where we, uh, busyness validates you as, I'm doing, I'm doing loads of things. I'm, I'm you know, yeah. I'm so important because I'm doing all these different things. And mm. honestly, I think I spent so much time convincing myself that I was busy. And I was just always like, if people ask me, oh, can you do this? I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just so busy. And I realized actually I was spending so much time telling myself that I was busy, that I was, that's what I was using my time to do. I wasn't actually doing anything. Um, and it was that mentality that was making me stress and I was making me not be able to do anything and so for me it was actually I did have to cut a few things out and tell myself no you're not as busy anymore and then I could really focus on the thing the things that I I wanted to focus on. I think the implication with the word busy as well is that it's I mean even kind of bound up in the word is this idea that you are kind of rushing from place to place and there isn't any sense of oh yeah it's a kind of relaxed kind of productivity it's yeah I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, hectic, I'm here. Yeah. It's hectic. I can't Stressful. imagine ever saying to someone, like, if they said, oh, how, how are you doing? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I, I've, I'm relaxed. I'm being really productive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because like, I always, instead I always say I'm really busy. I'm busy because it kind of justifies. And it's, look, um, look how many things I have done. And I think it's just a natural thing that we all do. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know. Busy doesn't really equal things that you've done. I think that's, that's busy the Busy doesn't issue. explain anything, it's, really. It doesn't. It just, it's just a mindset. It. Yeah. Because it's nice and vague. You know, it, yeah. it allows people to believe that we've done loads of things. When really. We're just feeling very, yeah. very hectic, and we're not actually doing very much. No, yeah, we need to try yeah. harder at pretending. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I think it is count, it's counterproductive, and uh, you know, just continually using the excuse that you are busy sometimes means that you miss out on opportunities. And when you have had enough time to do them anyway, 
you know what? I think that's something I'm going to take away from this this episode today is just like to stop saying I'm so busy. Yeah. Because it's almost yeah. the first thing I say in conversation with people I've not seen for so long. And yeah. it almost yeah. shuts off the conversation instantly because it doesn't tell them anything about things I've been getting up to. Yeah. It's just like... You almost, you almost need to say something like, oh, I'm 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 doing lots of opportunities at the moment. Yeah, or like, like something I'm so positive. Grateful, you I'm know? participating. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I like that. I mean, it's a, I'm, it's a hard one because I agree with you whenever people say like, oh, how have you been? I always say busy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what does I, you know? But I also think, don't think too deep about it. Like, oh no way. Yeah. I, I, I say, <laughs> I say busy. Like, oh yeah, I'm really busy, but I don't even think you about don't, yeah. it. But yeah. But you are right. Yeah. But that's what the I dangerous mean. implications. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I started really thinking about it and and saying to myself, am I busy? I was like, mm. hang on, I'm spending a lot of time saying that I'm busy and sitting on my phone. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, oh god, I've got such a busy day whilst I scroll through social media yeah. because I'm like. I've got such a busy day later that I can't do anything now, but actually if you, I think it's like looking at your yeah. time and w- seeing how you can use it productively. Utilising those 10 That's minutes so when you're waiting and think, oh, I've got nothing to do. Yeah, I think the main thing to just take away is that you can make time for anything that you want to. I think when you sit back and realise how long you spend on your phone, I saw Apple have just put like screen time, you know, introduce screen time and tell you how yeah. long you're spending on your screen. Well, there are apps that track how, how long you spend on your phone a day. And the, yeah. the second I used one, I used it for one day and I was horrified. horrified. And I deleted the app because I was like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> but it did actually make me think and it made me stop using it as much. Yeah. YouTube's got it too. They've recently introduced it. So you YouTube see... one's horrifying. Oh God, yeah, I don't Scary. want to know. But isn't that ridiculous? But having said that, I would just like to also add that it's it is okay to do nothing. I think we talk a lot. We are talking a lot about yeah. you know, yeah. oh, focusing on doing as many things as you can and getting involved. But I have kind of experienced the other side of that where I was doing too much and I spread myself out too thin. Um, and so I definitely do think it is worth taking the time to do nothing and focus on your stuff and not feel guilty about it you know yeah you don't treasure your holidays or your weekends as much until you're in a full-time job or (laughs) full-time education and then they are sacred periods for sleeping and sleeping (laughs) only yeah so i think it's just using your free time how you want to use it and realizing that if you do want to take on more things you know you can always make that time and if you feel like you need to cut back you absolutely can do that too i think it's just being a bit more mindful of how you use your time so it's that time of the week um so this week's productivity tip is ironically time management so we're talking to-do lists timetables schedules for the day and i think it's so important to just kind of realize where your time goes maybe just try it you know for this weekend this saturday just kind of timetable your day what you're going to be doing from 9 till 10 a.m jay do you mean as in track the time that you're um that you're spending so write the timetable afterwards and see what you actually did with your day oh i mean that could work you could do that as well i think that's that would be really good in like an analytical way to like see, mm. oh yeah, I spent 10 hours on my phone today. That's um, so good. But I suppose I mean it more in a sense of make a to-do list mm. of things that you've got to do and then kind of schedule that to-do list into a day. That's interesting if you took like really small things because I, on my to-do list is transfer my student loan to my parents, right? Yeah. And that's, but yeah. I, I wouldn't timetable that in because I know that it's a five minute job, but I have my parents asked me to do that two weeks ago and there I still haven't done it. Do you know what I mean? So I think it, yeah. it it I timetable. I timetable stuff like that. Yeah, I timetable like have breakfast, then 
it, like tiny things like okay then you're going to pin this piece of paper up on your pin board it, tiny things i'm, I'm <laughs> okay, ridiculous that's good. I like and that i suppose lot. that's what productivity is isn't it it's, it's making good use of time so maybe guys just try it you know try timetabling one day and see what happens and guys, we have got some more songs to add to the Wooden Spoon playlist. I hope you guys have been enjoying it because we definitely have. We have been. So my song for this week is Starlight by Jay Wolf. My song for the week is Still Feel by Half Alive. Oh, that's a tune. It is. Mine is Slip by Elliot Moss. And mine is Long Way Around by The Sweetlings. Oh, there we go. I'm really um, excited to excited listen to, to your listen songs. To these. Yeah, <laughs> too. Yeah, a real mix. I think that's kind of like yeah, that's kind of the beauty of it, isn't it? But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I guess we'll see you spoon. Oh, <laughs> the joke doesn't get old. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I don't know about you, but I definitely learned some new things. I think that little conversation we had about being busy really shifted my perspective on how often I choose to use the word busy and how it can often, I don't know, shut off conversation and it doesn't really help. So yeah, if you know that you perhaps have a tendency to say that you're just busy all the time, maybe the next time you're about to say that word, Maybe just rethink it. Yeah. Um, But thank you so much for tuning in. Please rate, review and subscribe. We are kind of looking for that five star review, you know, if you're willing. Um, Yeah, but I really appreciate you being here and I will see you soon. (laughs) 